Hello, everyone, and welcome to the creative stream of the Pondo podcast. I am Alicia, and I'm one of your hosts today, and we are excited to dive into what it looks like to process our emotions through creativity. We all have a lot of emotions, so hopefully this is something that you guys can connect with. We are excited that you're here, and enjoy. It sounded good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) We always have to have all of our little giggles at the beginning. Yes. Yes. Get the giggles out. Well, I feel like they don't always all come out at once. (laughs) They will leak out. They will leak out throughout our session today. But we are excited to jump into this topic of creating through. Um, our emotions and how to process our emotions through creativity. Mm-hmm. What does that look like and all the different mediums? Um, specifically, I have Kimberly and Alicia here with mm-hmm. me to chat about hey. a couple of um, particular projects that they have created. So Kimberly has a beautiful song called <laughs> Beautiful Storm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Alicia has an illustration and um, a written piece that goes with it that we're going to kind of dive into and kind of peel back the behind the scenes, lift the curtain. What was it like to create that process? Where did your inspiration come from? All that fun stuff. So you guys ready to dive in? Yes. All right. So let's start with you, Kimberly. All right. Um, So tell us a little bit about this song that you wrote. The song that I wrote, okay, so I wrote this when I was in college. Um, We had this, my roommates and I had this awesome house that had like a wraparound porch. And so during, you know, the South gets a lot of rainstorms. So sometimes I would just sit out on the porch and just listen to the rain. Um, But one day I took my ukulele out there and I wanted to try to mimic the sound of rain on my ukulele. And that got me into like snowballing about just the beauty of, sitting through a thunderstorm and like then that that snowballed into how does this apply to life like so physically it's beautiful but metaphorically it's Mm -hmm. also beautiful Mm -hmm. about um just kind of what comes after the storm maybe like the storm is beautiful because of what happens in the song I write um the darkness that you bring seems to make the whole world sing. Mm. So there's always it always kind of as cheesy as it sounds makes you stronger on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, which so I wrote the chorus, um, just about the storm, and then I started thinking about storms we hear about in the Bible and just kind of um, yeah, my interpretation of those. So the mm-hmm. first verse is about um, Jesus on the boat whenever he's sleeping in the storm and everybody's freaking out and they're like, what are you doing? Wake up. Mm. Like we're panicking. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I just envision like utter chaos and Jesus is just snoozing, like not worried Mm. at all. And I think that's such a cool picture of like, um, just the peace that comes with knowing who Jesus is, Mm. um, and knowing that he's bigger than the storm. Like Mm -hmm. he had absolutely no worry. So that has always stuck with me of like, in the middle of chaos, I have a hope that I can cling to. So like, even though everything's going crazy, I know that it'll be okay. And I know that I'm held and I know that I'm safe and I can just rest in that fact. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's the first verse. Second verse is, um, about Jonah, which 
I'll talk mm. a little bit more after we hear the song, I okay. think. Um, but it's just about that whole, like, he was running from something. Um, so then he had to deal with the consequences of that. And the consequence was obviously getting thrown into the middle of the sea. And um, in the middle of that dark time, he called out to the Lord and the Lord rescued him. Mm. Um, but yeah. Anyways. Do you want to hear the song first? Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk more about it later. Yes. Okay. Yes, we would love to. Here we go. The song is called Beautiful Storm. Rock me asleep, oh master of the sea. so much <clears throat> so too. so good um mm-hmm. i find 
like I, myself thinking or wanting curious to know, especially because we're talking about processing emotions mm-hmm. through creativity. And mm-hmm. obviously this was interesting because it started out of like, oh, I want to mimic the rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and I think a lot of times creativity can spark with very like surface level, like not have no depth to it. Yeah. And then it's mm-hmm. like we start getting into it and it starts pulling on our heartstrings and it's mm-hmm. we find ourselves going deeper. And so mm-hmm. knowing, well, one how you started writing that and then as you were writing it you started processing these you know yeah. these stories and these emotions that these people mm-hmm. were going through in terms of their story and mm-hmm. so with in the midst of that as you were processing their emotions you know what what was your process there what were you mm-hmm. thinking through but then also where did it end up leading you in terms of um because you know god has a way of always like taking us deeper oh, yeah. <laughs> deeper uh-huh. and deeper mm-hmm. into where um where you feel like in a way even though you were processing other people's emotions what yeah. were your emotions that also then in the process mm-hmm. were processed processed by the process processed <laughs> by the process um <laughs> yeah i think that honestly like after i wrote this song i feel like i didn't understand it until Later, later, mm. um, thinking back on like maybe why, why were those particular stories brought to mind or like, um, yeah. So yeah. the biggest thing I think for me in looking back on that season of my life was I just always, always, always was drawn to the story of Jonah and it's just such a weird thing. I, and I know why I just always felt like I was running from something, mm. um, and I didn't know necessarily what from I was involved in. I mean, I was, my relationship with God was good, but I just felt like I need, I was running. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I had gotten asked to, um, lead worship at a church in Australia, which is like a really, really, really far away place. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just kind of like, in my head, I was like, am I running from this thing? Because I, I obviously I turned it down. I don't live in Australia. I never have. Um, I think it's beautiful, but, you know, crocodiles and snakes and stuff. Um, <laughs> so um, anyways, so I just kept chalking it up to the fact that, like, I had maybe turned that down too soon without praying about it or thinking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Literally got brought up every stinking day, every day mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way, shape, form or fashion on the radio in a random kid saying something in an Australian accent or like my friends bringing it up without realizing they were bringing, it was just, it was just really weird. So Mm -hmm. I was constantly pulled back to that of like, do I need to be like rethinking this situation? Blah, blah, blah. All that to say I didn't move, but I think that God was preparing my heart to move because now Mm -hmm. I live in California, which at the time felt like, you know, also a far off place that was like very not in my future. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to move because I love my family. I want to be with my family. I love my friends. Like, um, I was going to stay in Arkansas. It was going to be great. Like Mm kind of thing. But I think God putting Australia out there kind of helped in my preparation to move to California because it's like, oh, it's California. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm where I need to be now. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think during that season of being attracted to the story of Jonah, maybe I was going through those emotions of like, God was preparing me for something I didn't even know was on the radar, like kind of thing. So it's cool to look back and see that. Um, Yeah. So often it, it seems like God 
takes us through a process of almost like unhinging some yeah. of the things that we're like mm-hmm. connected to when he's mm-hmm. preparing us for a new season. Mm-hmm. And um, it's cool that you were able to create something yeah. out of that process and be open to the fact that I think this is going to look this way, mm-hmm. but it ends up looking something different. Yep. And, and all of that was just part of that, like mm-hmm. unhinging, like be open to wherever I call you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really cool. And well, another mm-hmm. thing that stood out to me yes. while you were um, sharing the story, the story of the song, and while mm-hmm. we listened to it, mm-hmm. is that um, inspiration can come from yeah. so many different places. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it feels like we have to just be able to sit in a dark room and just have this like amazing. <laughs> I am going to create today. Come yeah. out of us, but yeah. it's like that being. Mm. Uh, a noticer, paying yeah. attention to the world mm-hmm. around you. You mm-hmm. were inspired by nature. You were inspired by your own internal process, your walk with yeah. God, what you were reading in scripture. Mm-hmm. So it was all of these pieces coming, coming together, together uh-huh. in that moment, yeah. making a beautiful storm. A beautiful <laughs> yeah. storm, to, yes. Yeah, and so I think that that just, that helps yeah. to, to know that, mm-hmm. you know, if if you're trying to create something mm-hmm. and you're forcing it and it's not coming, mm-hmm. um, to just like step back maybe and like yeah. take a look around yeah. start noticing the the colony of ants crawling yep. across this rock and like maybe mm-hmm. it will strike something yeah. in and you. it doesn't have to be something big and elaborate it doesn't right. even have to be a full song like mm. literally i just wanted to play the little doop 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 like part with yeah. my ukulele and it turned yeah. into something but uh-huh. even if it stopped there i think it still would have had meaning for mm-hmm. me at least yeah. you mm. know Kind of thing. Yeah, and that's another thing. The way you made the ukulele um, kind of have that rain-like feel to mm-hmm. it, I think that that's so effective in whatever our um, mm-hmm. you know form of art is to um, try. Like as we're processing our emotion, we're also wanting to like evoke that. So anybody yeah. that encounters mm-hmm. our art, we're like giving them an invitation to feel what I feel in this yeah. moment. And so you're bringing us like I can so easily picture you yeah. sitting yep. on the porch <laughs> in that <laughs> rainstorm. Yes. Yeah. Because the way you created it, mm-hmm. you weren't just like, you know, here's yeah. the bare facts, mm-hmm. here's just information, but you were like, here's here's what it sounded like, mm-hmm. here's what it felt like, and you yeah. brought us into mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. So I think that, that that's really cool. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, and on that, too, I love that you said that, Michaela, in terms of that idea of evoking emotion, because we've, us girls, we've talked about this at <clears throat> camp quite a bit of just even just in worship leading Mm -hmm. of always wanting to be careful that we're not okay we're not just manipulating people that we're not creating an emotional moment and they're not actually experiencing the presence of God but Mm -hmm. then I feel like we've been processing more and more and kind of breaking that down and just having really good conversation about the fact that oh wait but emotions yeah are from God like Mm -hmm. and are a great thing and there's a difference between like the other day Michaela said there's a difference between manipulating emotions Mm -hmm. and then evoke or what was hold on like inviting (laughs) inviting Inviting, that's what yes I was like I wrote it down somewhere (laughs) yes yes yeah it's an invitation Mm -hmm. to into someone else's emotion in that moment or what they're mm-hmm. feeling or even an invitation into the emotion of what God's feeling, like mm-hmm. how you wrote this song and like yeah. how he feels about you and the things he's proclaiming over you. So like, um, and then, which then brings us to a place of response, which and talking about just you observing the rain and then this song coming from that mm-hmm. made me think of like how we continue to observe even 
even just observing nature, we can't help, but the response led to, it yeah. slowly went back to praise. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it started out as just, oh, I'm mimicking the rain. And then, mm-hmm. but we're so wired for that because we start to see God in everything that we yeah. do. The more and more we train those muscles to become aware of him and his presence and, and mm-hmm. how the mountains cry out his name and all these different things. And so it's just our natural response is that of, of worship and praise. And I love how your the process of you writing that song shows how that happens just so naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't your intent. You didn't sit down to be like, I am gonna worship God in this moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just as as you were mm-hmm. there experiencing the rain, mm-hmm. mimicking the rain mm-hmm. and singing, it naturally led to because that's yeah. To a heart of worship, because you—that's yeah. something that God had already been, like Michaela uh-huh. said, stories you'd already been processing and things that, yeah. um, truths that were being revealed to you in present time that you didn't even necessarily realize till later. So yeah. it's just cool. Yeah, yeah. it's just cool. Is and cool. I love that. That I find that to be true a lot of when I'm creating something. It's mm-hmm. often not until later that you're yeah. like, oh Lord, that's oh, what you were saying to me. Through. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful when that happens mm-hmm. and to be that sort of open vessel to mm-hmm. just yeah. be like, okay, God, just pour through me and I'll just be faithful to yeah. put pen to paper or string this ukulele mm-hmm. and, and then, yeah, see yeah. what comes of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love it. I have another question, but I feel like it would probably pertain to both you guys. Okay. okay. So, um, Alicia, are you ready to dive into a little bit of your um, piece? Diving in, girl. We're, we're here to talk about. <laughs> Jumping in. So, I, I just love the contrast of how, how. Uh, anyways, I'll get into the story. But it's just funny how both of ours start so drastically differently. Kimberly's yes. experience and what I'm about to share. Mm. Very drastic different yes. beginnings but kind of end yeah. at a similar place, which is cool. Um, so everyone's like, but what is it? So what is it? <laughs> so I think Michaela mentioned briefly at the beginning um, that I'm going to be talking, sharing my experience of how I processed some emotions that I was going through through an illustration first. Um, it was a digital illustration that I created. And there will be, there's, it's going to be a link to that in, in the, the, description. the description of, of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So if you're like, I can't picture what she's talking about and you want to look at it while you're listening, you feel free to pull that up and look at it. But so it started out as illustration and then turned into a written piece as well that um, Mm. goes along with it. But to talk about this experience, I kind of had to set up the time frame of just what was happening. And so this would have been um, a little over a year ago. And I was actually in the midst of experiencing probably some of the my deepest anxiety that I've experienced in my life besides there was a couple of years in college that I also had some pretty, uh, pretty severe anxiety that, but since then had really not experienced just a whole lot. And in mm-hmm. college it was pretty, I say pretty severe, but compared to some people, um, definitely not too crazy. I mean, you know, a lot of it was just around work and workload of school mm-hmm. art, all this stuff. Um, but I definitely in college experienced, you know, had a couple panic attacks and mm-hmm. walking through that. And that's a whole just weird thing to even try to describe to people. Cause if you've never had one, you're like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't even wrap my brain around what that would feel yeah. like or look mm-hmm. like until you've had one. And then you're like, Oh, that's what that's like. Got <laughs> it. Yeah. But, um, so about a little over a year ago, 
obviously I am married to Cody. I say obviously, some of you may not know that. <laughs> Cody, Alicia is married to Cody. I'm married to Cody, who is who is normally normally here chatting with, or is oftentimes here chatting with us. And so we have been married for six and a half years, and at that time it was about five and a half years. And so obviously we have a desire to start a family one day. That's always been something that we've talked about mm-hmm. and look forward to. And I was like, yeah, you know, one day I'm going to wake up and just be so ready to have a kid mm-hmm. and I'm going to have like baby fever. Mm-hmm. I just always thought, cause I had some friends that that's the way they were. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like one day they wake up and it's like, I, need, I want a baby. <laughs> and so I was just like, yeah, down the road one day I'm going to feel like that. And the desire again for a family was always there, but I would always like picture us with our like eight year old child. Mm-hmm. Not a bit. Ba- I'm just not a big baby, baby person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'll watch your baby, but I'm not like, I want to hold your baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> so about around this time, Cody and I had started just having the conversation of, Hey, we're, we've been married for five and a half years. We are also getting older. We're not old, but we're getting older mm-hmm. as everyone is. And, <laughs> you know, and just, he was starting that conversation of, Hey, when do you, when do we think that this is going to happen? And, yeah. and I, cause I had always been saying like, Oh, you know, in a couple of years, Oh, in a couple of years, Oh, in a couple of years. And, and so I was like, well, what are, what are you thinking? Like, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting there. And he was like, I don't know, maybe in the next year or so. And I was like, uh, what, you know, (laughs) Um, let's push, push the brakes, you know? But I found myself, we really started talking about, okay, the timeline of when we start a family. So I really, up until this point had just always kind of pushed it out of my mind because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's, you know, a few years away. So I just never allowed myself to enter into even thinking about, I was like, oh, well one day I'll process that. Yeah. And so jumping into that, I immediately was just, I mean, bombarded. There was a couple months beginning of 2020 that I just was having insane anxiety, fear and anxiety around Mm -hmm. this topic. And this topic that, you know, you imagine for most couples being this really exciting, life-giving, you know, time of that where they're talking about, oh, we can't wait to have kids and, you know, all of this excitement. And here for us and for me, it would bring, I mean, as soon as we'd start talking about it, I mean, it was like the tightening in the chest, the anxiety, Mm -hmm. the fear. Mm -hmm. And it became a topic that was never a joyful topic for us. If Mm -hmm. anything, it often led to me having breakdowns and it being a frustrating and really hard conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, so that was just insanely hard because I just kept finding myself in this place of, I didn't expect to feel this way. Like I yeah. didn't. Um, and why do I feel this way? What's wrong mm. with me? You know, yeah. then judge. Cause, and cause I think there's, um, the, a lot of people really talk about their journey as a mother, like motherhood, but their journey towards motherhood. Mm. You don't necessarily hear hmm. people the, share as much yeah. like what, yeah. what before did, baby? Yeah, like, yeah. What did that look like to take those steps mm-hmm. towards that? And I think mm-hmm. people do personally like share like with their friends and you mm-hmm. know, their mentors, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like sh- obviously people are talking about that, but it's not just something that you're reading on Instagram all the time. Like yeah. because, and it's a whole lifestyle change. Yeah. And- even some sense of your identity and what does this look like on me? And yeah. yes. Mm. Yeah. And it's a sensitive topic because for some, you know, it's, it's just a weird topic because mm. there are people who, um, who've been <clears throat> trying and trying and maybe they right. can't get pregnant. And so it's just a sensitive topic mm-hmm. all around mm-hmm. for people. And so I just found myself in this place of overwhelming 
just uh, honestly tons of irrational fear tons Mm -hmm. of irrational fear and that's the thing with like with anxiety is uh, so much of it is irrational especially Mm -hmm. when you're having like panic attacks and but in the moment it is like you like looking back now it feels like I'm describing a dream Mm -hmm. because the emotions were so intense and so real and now they seem really crazy and almost bizarre Mm. like it feels like that I can think of that season almost as if you're recalling a dream of like it felt so real in the moment but now it's like kind of distant and strange and doesn't feel like me yeah and I feel like those times that I've had intense spouts of anxiety it's Mm -hmm. post that it's very much like that and so in it, I mean, again, it's just been several weeks now of just really hard conversations mm. with between me and Cody and me just getting more and more and more anxious. And it led mm. up to this point. There's this one night where I just remember Cody and I just having a really hard conversation and I broke down and got to the point where I couldn't talk. I couldn't. I couldn't make thoughts. I mean, I just was completely overwhelmed and, and he had been there with me, but for some reason he had to step out and it wasn't like he was leaving me. There was something that happened at camp or something (laughs) like that. Um, and so I was alone with living. We were still in our camper at this time. And I just remember laying on the floor in the camper and I, it's like, I couldn't even complete a full thought or sentence Mm. in my own mind. Like that's how overwhelmed I was Mm. and just sobbing and like the tightening, tightening in the chest and the fear and all of these different things. And I feel like I just so distinctly remember in that moment, just God being like, show me, Mm -hmm. show me what you feel like you can't speak right now. Like what you can't put into words. And I just got up, I grabbed my iPad, I sat on the couch for the next hour and a half or however long, and I just started to draw. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so crazy because even I, I just remember because when I was sitting down this morning kind of trying to repicture or just remember everything that happened in that moment, I could remember that almost the entire time I was drawing it was like a broken record in my head of, I didn't expect to feel this way. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to feel this way. Like that's all, that's the only words yeah. that I could like even think of yeah. in my head. And I am a head person. So I normally got <laughs> lots of, lots of thoughts, <laughs> lots uh-huh. of thoughts, lots of words. And so I started drawing in the first part of the image that came to me was just the image of a, of a woman on her knees, crying, covering her face with her hands, mm-hmm. just sobbing and even just a nighttime type Mm. feeling and there's like a moon above her and it's almost looks like she's in kind of an archway or a doorway or something and and that's what I started I drew that first and then before I even realized it I started drawing the profile of what Mm. what was me of of a head around Mm -hmm. it as if she was kind of sitting like where the brain would be you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um and and started just drawing this and that feeling of was just trying to express through, you know, in a visual way of like, I feel trapped in my own mind, Yeah, you know, that idea of I'm so overwhelmed and I'm broken and I have so many, and there's like so many different emotions that I didn't even I haven't even talked about today in terms of like, just feeling like what's wrong with me. Yeah. Why don't I feel like other like I should you know this is an exciting time so there was a lot of guilt there was a lot Mm, of shame it's not just fear but like I the the devil was just like bombarding me with all of these lies that like Mm -hmm. you're a horrible person for Mm -hmm. being 
like for not wanting to be a mother or not wanting to step into that or Mm -hmm. not still wanting to be a mother, but in that moment feeling like, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're so selfish or, you know, you want to be able to mountain bike and snowboard and that's why you don't want to get whatever, you know, Um, but like bombarded by all these lies. And so, so I drew this piece and then I just remember sitting on the couch and uh, just honestly, it's just like falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) like and was basically out for the rest of the night Mm. and it was the next day that I remember sitting down and putting words to it and Mm -hmm. just journaled just a lot just Mm -hmm. crying out to God Mm -hmm. of okay this is what this is what this means and Mm -hmm. this is what I'm feeling right now and I remember sending all of that to Cody the you know this is the next day after I drew this illustration and and him, you know, us having a conversation just about it. And I was talking about how I feel like this is something that I want to share that I mm-hmm. want because I feel like this is something that a lot of people relate to. And he just really encouraged me in to to wait and to to sit on it because I have had mm-hmm. in the past definitely had that urge to as soon as I write something or create something, it's like, oh, I want to share this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't I don't wait on the Lord with it for his timing necessarily Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sitting on it and understanding or waiting until, okay, have I really wrestled with this? Have I processed this before Mm -hmm. I just go sharing this with the world? Mm -hmm. Even if it is something that the world does need to hear, Mm -hmm. um, have I taken the time to make sure that I'm like, I, I'm good, (laughs) you know, in, in this way. And so I remember just, being like you're right absolutely I want to I want to sit on this I want to wait and it was actually a few months later that then I wrote the the piece called trapped which I um posted with the illustration and so the that piece trapped um came out of everything that I had written that day but obviously in kind of a new light because I had spent some time to just process what it was that I was going through, what that anxiety was about and just being showered with God's grace and his love. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, I have that pulled up. I'll just read it for you guys. And it's also, um, with the illustration, if you click that link, you'll see the caption that goes along with it. If Mm -hmm. you want to read along. So it's called trapped says anxiety poured over me a few months ago. As all my perfect plans and little kingdoms seemed to crumble away, I laid on the floor and I cried out to God, angry, frustrated, sad, and ashamed for feeling afraid. I felt trapped. My mind circled and I couldn't find the words to say or pray. Then it was as if God just whispered to me, Alicia, show me. It's okay. So because words were few, I sat down and drew away. Maybe if we were honest and started sharing more than just the highlight reel, we would start to realize we're all humans with real emotions that our sweet Jesus understands, so we don't have to be ashamed. If you feel trapped inside your head, you're not alone. And you know what else I'd like to say? It's okay to feel afraid. We can't stay in that fear or live our lives controlled by fear, but to feel afraid is okay. Feeling afraid, inadequate, and unqualified keeps us running back to our heavenly father because without him we can't do anything so if fear brings me back if fear brings me back to the feet of jesus then i welcome it with arms strengthened by courage and faith fear will come and go but i'm held by the one who holds the stars in place fear you have no hold on me shame you can bow in jesus name 
I've been set free from the prison walls of my, my own mind, and I will sing forever. I will sing his praise. Mm. Amen. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Thank yeah. you. Makes me tear up every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something that really stands out to me from your story and from this piece that you've shared um, is just the permission to feel the feeling and, yeah. mm-hmm. and walking that that balance and the tension of mm-hmm. not letting the feeling take over your life, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but that there is absolutely room for that with Jesus. And yeah. I love the way um, you just felt the Holy Spirit say, show me, yeah. show me what you can't put into words mm-hmm. and that invitation to um, start creating, start drawing yeah. and mm-hmm. what came out of that. And it just makes me think of like, you know, all the different places in the gospels where we see Jesus demonstrating emotion mm-hmm. and that yeah. he was fully human and gives us permission to be fully human. Yeah. Um, and I've heard someone say once, like when, when you're having that panic attack, like Jesus is right there yeah. next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not like, mm-hmm. come on, pull it together. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, I understand what yeah. you're going through. I understand this is a process and yeah. I'm taking you somewhere through it. Mm-hmm. And I understand that like none of us expect that kind of thing for I mean I've had a few moments of having like legitimate panic attacks and Mm -hmm. when we have that like projected picture of Mm -hmm. who we think we'll be during these different seasons of life we never picture the messy side of it or at least I don't (laughs) no (laughs) I don't think anybody uh, does yeah yeah. but like it's it gives me so much freedom to know that like God God knows Mm, um yeah. and he he knows when we we're picturing like we're going to be here by this point in time and you know he's like yes and I have beautiful things for you mm. and I have this this refining challenging journey yeah. that you it's more than you can imagine mm-hmm. but I'm going to be there with you every step of the way mm. and uh mm. and we're going to create some beautiful things yeah. in that even the like like your song says that the mm. what is the line about in the darkness things are made beautiful. Do you remember the line the I'm chorus, referring to? The the darkness that you bring seems to make the whole world sing. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So like the fact that this moment for you, Alicia, that felt like a darker moment than you were mm-hmm. expecting that mm-hmm. God brought this beautiful thing out yeah. of it. And, yeah. and, and so now could you talk a little bit about like, um, how, the emotional arc of the journey for you? Mm -hmm. Like, did that change at all coming out of that process? Yeah. Oh, drastically. I feel like it was, well, one, having that illustration, first off, it opened such a beautiful door for me and Cody to process Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Getting emotional here. <laughs> Emotions are good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, why do we fight crying so much as humans? Mm-hmm. We're like, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but a way of me to to be able to let him in because yeah. I had been dealing with not like really struggling with because when I would have those moments and break down, I couldn't. It's like my logical brain went out the door Mm. and it's mush, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have like, this is how I've been feeling with this. And I haven't known how to like give the right words or what to say, but I have like had moments where I just feel so trapped in my own head. Mm -hmm. And, and because part of the illustration too, like this, the silhouette 
or the profile of the person is very just stoic, emotionless, mm-hmm. yeah, not showing any expression. And so that kind of that feeling of I have this raging like sadness and hurt and fear and all these things mm-hmm. happening in here in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how to get them out. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like first off, like it was, well, for, first, even before that, I mean, just a moment with me and God, like yeah. incredibly healing yeah. to feel like in a way God's like, I know, like, I know yeah. that this is how you're mm-hmm. feeling but I needed you to process this. Mm -hmm. And then it opened up that door for Cody and I to just process this and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then, and even with some of my kind of closest friends, like sharing that illustration Mm -hmm. and, and having conversations about it before, you know, weeks before I even posted it on, on social media. And so, um, it definitely was healing in many ways and it helped like, just in that line in the peace trapped where, where I, um, like kind of quoting God and saying, show me it's okay. Mm. And that just that reassurance of it's okay. It's okay that you feel. And you just talked about that. Like, Mm. it's okay that you feel this way. Like let's, let's process this and let's talk about it and work through those, those irrational fears that like, you can like work through them and talk through them and realize that like there ultimately there is an element of our lives that it's about surrender mm-hmm. and we just of uh, letting go. Like there's only going to be so much you can prepare for and imagine. And I knew like for any, for anyone who's listening, who is, who is a parent, <laughs> like I knew all the right answers. Like I yeah. knew the answers of everyone saying, Oh, it's so scary. But then like once it happens, it's worth it and everything changes. And yeah. I know that's true. Yeah. But it's I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, that's great. And I know that that's the right answer, that mm-hmm. it's gonna be worth it. But yeah. right now I feel like, you know, my whole life is gonna end. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just had to work through that. I think it was the starting point of the reversal of then working through the feelings of, okay, I'm never going to feel ready. Yeah. I still don't feel ready, but God, we're like putting to ease, like some of the things that one, I did just need to surrender mm-hmm. and trust, trust him with. And then the other things that were irrational or were lies, like just having to work through all of those different things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was kind of the, the starting point of that, that process mm-hmm. of working, working through that. Not that I hadn't been working through that with him up to that point but it had mostly just been me freaking out yeah <laughs> yeah yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> a spiral yes. yeah um and so just that um even that i like just back to kimberly's song of the the beauty that comes it's not looking at the world through rose-colored glasses no. it's yeah. not a um oh, I'm just going to pretend that this storm is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. storm is still real and yeah. it's still tough and it's, it's still dark and scary. hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, there's redemption Yeah, and there's grace and there is beauty because in the midst of that, like I also, it's, it's crazy because it's, probably the worst panic attack I've ever had. And it's also one of the most intimate moments where I felt so near and so held by Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. that, me sitting on that couch, drawing that illustration. I mean, it literally felt like I was just sitting in his lap, like a kid coloring, mm. being like, this is, <laughs> is this, this is yeah. how, what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like I'm trying to show you, uh-huh. you know? Um, 
And so that that where the where the good and the bad blend, where the beauty yeah. in the midst of the storm and how Jesus mm-hmm. is going to use use no matter what you're walking through mm-hmm. and um it sucks and it hurts and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I now it's so crazy cuz I I look back on that season of I remember the 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 pain and the hurt and the fear still feel real but then also the sweetness of how near I felt to Jesus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can't ha- I can't really have one without the other yeah. because I he felt so near because I was so broken and yeah. crying out so I can't you can't just remove the pain and have yeah. just the nearness you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally um mm-hmm. and so yeah that was just a, a beautiful launching point of the journey of coming yeah. out of that and a journey towards surrender and trust and, mm-hmm. and hope and excitement, you yeah. know, for the new season and to step into motherhood whenever that day comes mm-hmm. and, a, and a readiness for mm-hmm. what that's going to look like. And it was, it was one emotional process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot of what you're saying reminds me of uh, a poem that I had written once. And if I had thought of it before, I could have brought it Aww. to contribute. But it, the concept was about that, like, oftentimes there's there's a gap in between what's true and what is honest. Mm. And that process of, like, I have to get honest before the Lord so that that gap can start to close in mm. my, my honest emotion will start to line up more with truth mm. because oftentimes our emotions are coming out of these places of like yeah. all these lies that are yes. being bombarded upon us. And then, and then emotion is feeling like, well, that like, that's where I'm at. Um, but like you're saying, but yeah. I, I know the right answers. Yes. And yes. so like, like in the fact that the Lord is so patient to allow us mm-hmm. that process mm-hmm. and that there's like so much room for us to show mm-hmm. up with our whole hearts. Um, and that mm-hmm. he's not just like, Get get on the right page, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's like, you know, like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I had a couple of questions came to mind and you both can answer this because I think it it okay. you know kind of fits in with both of what you guys are talking about. Um so one of the things is just like we we talked a little bit, Kimberly, about the, you know, creating that sound of rain, but mm-hmm. um, looking back and some of these things are, are instinctual. And, and yeah. Alicia, you have a lot of visual mm-hmm. training. You went to school for visual mm-hmm. arts, right? What was your official mm-hmm. college? Bachelor of Fine Arts. But with Fine Arts. Of, yeah. yeah. With a BFA in graphic design. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know about like color theory and everything, but yeah. like instinctually when it came out of that emotion, mm. um, like what colors did you use? How did that help evoke the emotion that mm. you? Yeah. Colors. So the illustration is basically all red. Yeah. Red mm. and pink. Seems very telling. And light. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And like and deep dark. maroon, yeah, <laughs> dark. Mar- yeah, I guess when you say red, you think bright red. So it's really shades of maroon almost. And why one? I just love those colors, and I think I was kind yeah. of on a kick with those colors in design in general. So part of it was had no spiritual, yeah, alignment or application. It was just ooh, I like <laughs> at these the colors. time, but. <laughs> but it definitely was. Um, Okay, so what I'm thinking and like what I saw, it's very, it has a monochromatic feel. Mm -hmm. So as if you're like looking at a black and white image or something, because there's no other shade of any other type of color. Uh And that, sorry, I'm I'm literally processing this as because I've never thought about this before. But it looks like, it almost looks like... um, a film before it has been developed Mm. like it kind of has that yeah in process kind of depth for like through 
like saturation and hue more than color variation Uh is that kind of the yeah yeah definitely and I think it was hmm processing it because I do remember starting out with like when I initially had started it I think it was all kind of the same vibe but blues Mm -hmm. um just initially starting out and then I very quickly transitioned it to or changed it to to maroon and and red and I think part Mm -hmm. of it was just the pain and the hurt Mm -hmm. uh, and the and now you think of anger and fear and all of those things and I mean you're gonna think red Mm -hmm. (laughs) usually without even without even realizing it I mean what do cartoon characters like the color cartoon characters turn is they turn red yeah Yeah. when they're angry Uh and so even in the subconscious though there wasn't intentional thought in that exact moment of oh this is why I'm choosing red I definitely was was happening and part of that may even be cultural, you know, maybe an American cultural thing of we can, you know, we tend to put red with anger and hurt and fear and mm-hmm. all of those things. But still, there's there's truth in the fact that mm-hmm. or yeah. it is fascinating to analyze like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm just remembering when you first showed it to me just shortly after that, um, you know, like a year ago and that it felt like that it felt like. I could tell it was an intimate space for you and that you were inviting me into that mm-hmm. to with sharing it. And so it's like what we were talking about before that when we use these different, yeah. you know, it's not just the bare facts. You're not just mm-hmm. giving me the information of, yeah. I felt trapped. I was panicked, mm-hmm. but you're showing mm-hmm. it, you know, the show don't tell yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, see, I remember like taking in all of the red and, fe- and mm-hmm. like having like, Oh, I'm feeling a little tiny glimpse yeah. of what you were mm-hmm. feeling and like it filling me with like a compassion but also just feeling like closer to you yeah Mm -hmm. um in that moment because like you were bringing me in and Mm -hmm. so I think that there's a really powerful element of connection Mm -hmm. that can Mm -hmm. happen through this sort of like creating through our emotions because it's -hmm. like I mean how much more personal do you get but like yeah our internal process and to to put that out to to share it and like Mm -hmm. you had said that that being sensitive to the timing mm-hmm. of when to share it and who to share it with. Yeah. And um, I think for both of your pieces, there's like a real meditative um, mm-hmm. element to it. And so Kimberly, with your song, there was mm-hmm. like you were meditating on a lot of scripture yeah. and you could tell that it had been like just kind of mulling uh-huh. around in your head uh-huh. so that it naturally poured out in this yeah. moment when those pieces t- came together. Yeah. And Alicia, it feels mm-hmm. like you were... Um, in that moment with that invitation from the Holy Spirit to show mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. then it became this like, um, you know, you like just even the fact that you transitioned from blue to red mm-hmm. was like you were getting closer to your own emotion. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. it was almost like I want no, it to look this way, but right. yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah. And then the more you sat with it, you took mm-hmm. a, f- a few days or, or weeks or however long mm-hmm. before you uh-huh. publicly shared it, then it was like you invited God to speak to you a little bit further into mm-hmm. your heart and into that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's something that I just thought of too is not that I would have regretted, you know, had the very next day I posted it and posted what I had originally written. Um, but like looking back and even rereading through what I wrote just the day after that versus, you know, a couple months later, it was very, I don't know. It, it just was not that it was, oh, it's too personal to share publicly, but it was a lot of the, when you were talking about, 
getting out like getting out of the lies and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to like write them out and get them mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. so that you can recognize oh, this isn't truth, like getting mm-hmm. closer mm-hmm. to the truth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what it was that I had written initially was still like, it was full of a lot of anger mm-hmm. and frustration. And, and again, not that that's uh, not that I ever want to say like, Oh, you can't ex- you know, express what you're feeling publicly. Mm-hmm. Like to be like, Oh, put on a different face mm-hmm. for the public. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. But it was just a different space that really needed to remain like that was for me and God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just thankful for yeah. Cody to be like, yeah, that's awesome. But have you processed this? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. need to sit mm-hmm. with the long, you know, mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so just, so in general, not these projects specifically because they came out of those kind of, you know, those rare moments when the inspiration just comes and it flows. Mm -hmm. But in general, when you're, when you guys are processing through your emotions, Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like there's kind of this like fog over your creativity that you have to initially push through to like get to that honest emotion? Is that something you deal with or, or is it just me? (laughs) No, I don't think it's just you. I was trying to think back on that Mm. it's been a while since I've created out of that um or even yeah Mm -hmm. I'm just well I guess I'm processing through my own really immediate like yeah life in the last couple weeks Uh and um like I I'm usually a big time journaler have a Mm -hmm. trunk full of journals over the last like 15 years that I always say that's what keeps me sane (laughs) and uh you know life just got kind of hectic in some really beautiful ways some of it was really great stuff that happened lately but um I I think I was afraid of putting pen to page in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. because I didn't want to like dive into my deep emotional space. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to be present to what was going on in life around me. Yeah. And I think that that's fine for seasons, but then feeling yeah. um just that, you know, everyday kind of prompting from the Holy Spirit just yeah. a couple nights ago to like mm-hmm. come like come away with me and come yeah. just yeah. write out your like what's on your mind and what you, you know, what you're like processing yeah. last month, looking forward to the next month kind of thing. And um, in that space, I was just realizing that even though I was just talking about, you know, fairly mundane stuff, mm-hmm. all the deep emotion that yeah. sits mm-hmm. there and some of the unresolved things, is just right there on the surface mm-hmm. when I start writing. Yeah. And sometimes it's like it can initially feel exhausting and it could be why I postpone or like Uh procrastinate. I'm not sure I want to deal with that. Oh, yeah. Um, But then realizing that that when you don't, you get burned out if if that's your form of outlet, whatever it is for you. So I think that's kind of where my question was coming from. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I felt that before. (laughs) But my <clears throat> tendency is to like completely shut down if it feels mm. too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, yep, nope, right? Not for a long time. We're not gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, cool. and I and I would say I'm I'm very we're similar in that in terms mm-hmm. of I usually don't process my emotions. <laughs> I'm yeah, not really same. one to process my emotions very often uh-huh. unless I'm writing like uh-huh. journaling. That's yeah, little, and so that's very very similar and kind of a similar season too of like realizing the last mm-hmm. couple of days of like man i haven't like written anything even in my journal in like mm. over a month like this is crazy for me when i normally mm-hmm. am writing down a little something almost every day yeah um and so i can definitely find myself in a similar place of it 
feeling daunting, like that dive yeah. into the emotions and having to process and you start to like, I feel like the Holy Spirit kind of gives you that nudge where you're like, Hmm, I know that I probably have a lot of suppressed things or, or what I tend to do is if I'm not processing those things well, then I will explode on someone close to me. And that's, so usually that's Cody <laughs> where it's, and it has, you know, I mean, then every, all of us know this, you know, if you keep stuffing yeah. emotions and you're not processing things, then it's going to come out eventually. And usually yep. it's over the smallest, teeniest, teeniest, tiniest dumb thing yeah yeah and it's because i have all this unresolved work that i hadn't didn't even realize that i felt this way and he's like why haven't you said you know said something about this sooner about all these things that you just listed and i'm like i'm not realizing it until now like yeah i'm I'm able to spout off this list now but 30 minutes ago i wouldn't have been able to spout it out like it's just all because it's all comes and so definitely so important for me to make sure i'm taking the time to Mm Hey, check in with my heart, check in with where I'm at. Cause I'm not someone who is sitting in that emotional space. And there's, yeah. there are people who are much more in tune with yes. that emotional space in their heart and like mm-hmm. that. And they aren't as in tune with their headspace. So it's just, you know, we're mm-hmm. all, yep. we're all having to learn there. Yeah. And, um, but definitely in like that fog of, um, knowing that you need to process something and then trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And then once you get going, being like, oh, this is what's going on. Like, yeah. You kind of yeah. dive in. It opens the floodgates a little mm-hmm. bit. But can feel yeah. like work. I guess I'm thinking like for somebody who feels uh, a moment away from a panic attack or somebody mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. listening and feels like they're, you know, deep in, a, in depression and they are a creative, but like it's been months since yeah. they've done anything. Like, would you guys have any advice for how to take that step moving mm-hmm. forward? My first initial thought literally was a coloring book. Mm. Like, because it's creative, but uh-huh. it, it's mindless, so that maybe yeah. you don't need to dwell on, like, I need to come up with something from blank page. <laughs> yeah, like, it has to be or, this brilliant yeah. you know, sure. but everyone mm-hmm. loves coloring, and it's because it's. It's very mindless in the sense of like my brain goes crazy when I color mm-hmm. because it allows me to be doing something, but like letting my brain just kind of start thinking and or praying or whatever you know mm-hmm. um in those moments mm-hmm. so maybe don't feel like you have to start from scratch or if yeah. you're a writer maybe instead of coming up with something um off the top of your head you just need to do the motion of writing so you yeah. find your favorite song or your favorite scripture and you just start writing it out and mm-hmm. like don't feel like you have to create something from a blank page mm-hmm. um yeah it's okay to like let your brain do something else yeah or do something else while your brain is working you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think I'm I'm trying to kind of like think back to because in that season I guess I didn't mention this too like not only anxiety but I think that's the closest when the time the season that I drew this illustration the closest Mm -hmm. I could say I have come to experiencing I do believe I was experiencing depression Mm -hmm. um and so it was I guess when I not feeling shame or guilt yeah. for what you're you are feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself that grace of because I think it's easy for the devil to as soon as we get to that place, then then speaking and I kind of said this, but speaking those lies of mm-hmm. how horrible of a person you are for being depressed. Mm-hmm. 
or for feeling so anxious and out of control. And so, I mean, and you already said it, Michaela, of bringing that honesty Mm -hmm. so you can get to that truth. Mm -hmm. And so whatever that looks like in that moment, like the best thing you can can do is be honest, even if it is irrational. And so for, and also for people who are, if you are a loved one or a friend of someone who's walking through depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. trying to help someone in that moment realize that whatever it is, is irrational mm-hmm. is not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank yeah. you. We get what you're trying to do. Cause you're trying to pull that person out yeah. of a, of a low moment. But in that moment, that is their reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so entering, I mean, it's going to be a lot better for you to enter into. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean like enter into it and be like, you're right, you're awful and woe is you. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And there's, there's going to be a balance there. Mm-hmm. But if you can get down on that level and just be like, t- hey, tell me everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. sit with tell, them. Yeah, yeah, like tell me what you're feeling. Validate that, yeah, it's okay that you're feeling that way. And if, mm-hmm. like, if you're in that, that a depressive place or mm-hmm. an anxious place, like, if you could find someone that you can talk to, and even if you have to preface it with saying, hey, I know that these things are irrational, uh-huh. but I need to process through them because yeah. they, they feel so real and yeah. I feel overwhelmed by mm-hmm. them and I just need to get it out yep. and process. Because, like, the more and more it just stays in, mm-hmm. then also the more and more you spiral. Yep. And so if you if that means talking to someone, writing it out and sending that to someone, if that is like yeah, drawing drawing something if you feel like lately you haven't had the words and you can show show mm-hmm. you know, show in some way even mm-hmm. if it's just for you and God, mm-hmm. do those things, but it's it's such a tricky and weird thing because it it does it feels real mm-hmm. it feels like your reality and it is real you are really experiencing it mm-hmm. so i don't want to say that as if like oh it feels real but it's not like no like that's it's a it's a hard mm-hmm. place and the most loving thing that people can do or that i felt in those moments was when people entered into that with mm-hmm. me and didn't have all the right words didn't know how to bring me out but were just there mm-hmm and to just be seen yeah sometimes yeah you don't need somebody's emotion to match yours you don't need them no. to like jump into the pit with you yeah <laughs> you just need them to be like i see you and it's okay yeah mm. yeah. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if that answered the question yeah exactly. totally but, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> that was really good you guys and i would just think a couple uh things i was thinking that have helped me in those um you know pushing past that that mm-hmm. fog or like maybe it's an emotional fog of just mm-hmm. there's so much going on mm-hmm. and so much I'm afraid to you know pinpoint yep. identify um that taking a walk oh, yes. um mm-hmm. really can help yes. and when you think about the way you know when we watch a movie uh lighting mm-hmm. and camera angle and color mm-hmm. all of these things are used to convey and evoke emotion mm-hmm. so you know maybe on a walk you're watching the way the light is falling through the trees and Mm -hmm. you can somehow connect what something you're feeling Mm -hmm. through you know something you're seeing in the outside world and that could help yeah getting out of that space Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. yep yeah 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 it's good good talk guys yeah 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 so everyone go out go for a walk today take Take a a notebook notebook with you yeah and uh see see what comes of it you know just yeah let sometimes it helps to just like loosen the yeah. the internal cogs yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh yeah so Love it. Uh, yeah 
Thanks Peace for joining out, us for this conversation. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. See you next time. And let us know. We would love to yeah. hear from you if there's um, if you have an experience where you processed an emotion mm-hmm. or emotions through a form of creativity. Yeah. And which, I mean, really how everyone processes emotions is always going to be a creative way. Yeah. But we, we'd love to hear from you. Like, shoot yep. us a message on even the Camp Pondo Instagram or, or where. Or comment on Alicia's, like, artwork that you saw through the description. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, you know? we, but really, we would love to love to hear from you guys and maybe yeah. even get to share. would love to even share those stories in the future of just how. Yeah how you have used creativity to process your emotions. I love it. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. (laughs)